Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. consumers. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, all in place and ready to rock and roll on yet another week of winter. Spring will not spring. That's what's going on. Jay, it looks like you're not in Missouri. No, I am not. I'm in the, I'm in the consultant's bunker, uh, south of the border. I can't really disclose the location because innocent people might be harmed. So you're in Arkansas. No, another border. Stop of another border. You know what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you still in the USA? I am in the USA. Oh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm not allowed to leave for a few weeks. Oh. Okay. (laughs) And by the way. Oh, very clandestine, isn't it? Eh? From this day forward, Jay, you'll now not refer to that as a bunker, but you'll call it a clamp. Yeah. 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 Yeah, A religious one at that. A a religious one at that. He's got a little cross behind him. I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There we go. It looks like. I want to tell you what, if you're going south of the border, you better have a cross with you. That's just all I know today. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah. I'm at a, uh, I could make up something right that I'm at a rehab facility for conservatives. Ooh. Something like that, right? Where we're trying to actually get back on track and pick a real conservative to actually leave the country or something like that. But no, that's not. He's, a, you mean he's, like, a, he's of Indian like Jad, descent, by the way. And, uh, you mean like Jed Bush and the ex-president Bush and uh, Dick no. Cheney's daughter that are trying to support DeSantis's campaign? It all got revealed yesterday. You know, very, kind of very, funny, right? That, was, hey, that so, was very interesting. So I... I was at a little gathering last night in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and they did a fantastic job, Free Speech America. It was amazing. But they said that last week, uh, Vivian, I think I'm saying it right, and that's a problem when people can't say your name, but the, the individual who has announced he's running for president and he is, is of Indian descent. He's an American, but he's of Indian descent. I guess he's massively impressive, and everything I've yeah. heard about him is good. So the interesting so the thing is, is an Indian guy running for president. Wait a minute. Whoa. Stop. No. What sort of Indian guy are we talking about here? From in- India, Indian? of Indian, from India of descent, of Indian lineage. Like I'm German. He's a. Oh my goodness me. I am telling you, you don't. What? Wait till I carry on. I'm going to show you something. No, listen, Andrew, he's just oh. another one of the empire stooges that have been sent here to. Uh, to take over this country, just like always, you you guys got to understand this. No, the uh, some, and in all seriousness, I talked to some friends that are really good at just evaluating what happens in Iowa and the perceptions and how people are responding to candidates. They do it really well on both sides of the aisle. It's just one of their skill sets to look at how people can flip a room. And they said there is no doubt. He walked into the room and everybody was kind of wondering why they were even there. He walked out of the room with them believing that, yo, this is the guy. This yeah. guy is the bomb. 
I'm hearing the same thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, God, you know, it's kind of one thing when you hear it from people who are, uh, I, you know, that talk to just talk about candidates and they kind of get hyped up on whoever they're right. they get hyped up about. I, we, I talked to him for quite a while yesterday about his trip and I had read an article. Sounds uh, like Obama. He sounds like Obama. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. you know, Barack, mm-hmm. one thing Barack Obama yeah. could do was control a room. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, the same. Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, if you were, I, listen, I will tell you, despite what all of our feelings might be about Bill Clinton as a person, even at the t- when he was the president, I know this from personal experience, and I, it's one of those things you feel bad after it's over and you realize what just happened. When you walked into a room that Bill Clinton was in, you would find yourself drawn to just like his every word. And and you okay. would just you would be drawn to it. Okay. That's your problem. He only got thirty two percent of the vote of the seventy five thousand members of the Scottish National Party. Right? But he's now the leader of Scotland. Rushi Sunak is the leader of England. Khan is the leader of London. Are you seeing a pattern here, guys? Sounds uh, well, like a pattern. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, and I'm also going to wait. Wait, wait, though, Andrew. Wait, my though. psychosis here is unbelievable. You can listen. You cannot get past. Yeah, but you can't get past the fact that one out of eight human beings on the planet, well, four percent people in Scotland are from India. Four percent, right? Let's just get this straight. Seven uh, percent of people in England mm. and Wales are from. Uh, uh, from India and Pakistan. Um, in London, I think it's 2%, actually. So okay. I'm not buying that either. Um, well, that's an interesting observation, people, to be honest. percent of the people have orange hair? No, 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 no. I'll tell you what. The one thing about people that have got orange hair, they can try a million ways to convict him of something, and they can't do it. That's one thing about the guy with orange hair. Now, all, all I can say is that... That's because it's all a stunt. They can't convict him because he's no, not... He's not he's, I've that's the realized, part of the script. I've actually realized, Trent, that it's you that have been had here. It's you. Uh, that's fine. It's going to play out. Because there's no way... When you start talking about DeSantis or some Indian bloke that comes from nowhere, if you think that's going to be the solution... God help you. That's all no, I can say. Kevin Stitt's the solution. He just doesn't doesn't know it yet. <laughs> but anyway, I I watch what's happened. So this guy Humza, right? Listen to this. He, um, all of a sudden he's the, he's a devout Muslim who doesn't like Christians. Is now in charge of Scotland. Hmm. How do you get? Um, to, how do you get there? How do they elect their successor? 75,000 members had a vote, and he came out with the highest percentage, but only 32% of them voted so, for him. That's like part... Wait a minute. What, what, 75,000 members of what? Of the Scottish National Party, oh. which currently, through proportional representation, if you want me to explain what that is, runs Scotland. So a tiny minority of people now have a prime minister in Scotland that doesn't mm-hmm. like white Scottish people. People who make up ninety-one percent of the population. 
Yeah, this guy, just, just so you know, I'm pretty sure this guy likes white Scottish people. I actually think he <laughs> likes Scottish. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. i got to tell you, I don't even know who this guy is, but I'll tell you now that he will say that he likes white Scottish people. Yeah. That's sure. That is 100% for sure. But the, the globalist agenda here is so deep. It's so full of misinformation that I've taken the view that you have to look at who's actually against the globalists. And there's very few against them. The mass yeah. psycho is absolutely yeah. mind-blowing. When you look at, I'll give you one great big example. You've got Hunter Biden, who knowingly flouted the laws on on cocaine uh, in his application for a gun, which holds a 15-year prison sentence, and all categorically true, and he hasn't been charged. That tells you that and Americans just look away at a two-year, a two-tier justice system, and nobody seems to care. Plenty of people care. Uh, who do you think? Yeah, well, nobody seems to care. And that's when you realize that, oh, we'll stick an Indian in there and they'll all go, oh, I like this guy. He's got great personality. I'll vote for him. That's my uh, psychosis, folks. By the so way, well, I'll just when, say this. In all fairness, what you really ought to do is the, the difference between this this guy and most, and I think what is his appeal, is that he actually says things that matter. And he has. No, no, it's not what people matter. say, it's what they do, actually. That's well, been the that, problem over the years. By that, by that, by that designation, though, you're only going to elect people who are professional politicians who have a long track record in that. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm with Trent. Roll out. Totally with Trent. We'll be Trent back. says you look at their voting record. After this. I'm not the first one to say this, nor will I be the, I'm probably the 30th million person to say this. We're not making any more land. So when land comes available for auction, you may want to just pay attention. Dan Perodic has another land auction coming up in South Dakota. Dan's from Milesville, South Dakota. This land auction is 2,305 acres. We'll be selling April the 12th. That's Wednesday, 1 o'clock Central Time. The ranch itself is two miles east of Murdo. You can go to parodicauction.com. That's P-I-R-O-U-T-E-K, parodicauction.com. Dan and his wife, Gail, continue to lead the industry in terms of integrity. And he's just been a dear friend for a long time that does the right thing for people. Dan Parodic, Parodic Auctions, the sale, April 12th, Murdo, South Dakota. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. Uh, there was one day in Iowa that Barack Obama did not uh, hold the crowd and hold the room. That was his first trip to Iowa. I'll never forget it. He was talking about how he loved Iowa farmers and needed to figure out how to help Iowa farmers. And he just loves his pomegranates. So he was to do whatever it takes to help these Iowa farmers. <laughs> well, you know. Pomegranates are not in the top 10 of crops produced in Iowa. Just got to say. I thought that pomegranate came from from Israel. I thought it came from Israel. I was like, what are you on about here? But the Pomegranate Growers Association of America had already donated to it back at that point. It's like two two Jewish guys from Broward County in Miami 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Giving him 250 Wait, bucks, what's so this guy's friend. name? This Indian guy that's going to be your new president. So it's I can like lock- VIB. Got- no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Just yeah. like pull back on the rain. <laughs> yeah. It's like a right. runaway horse. Yeah, I want to know is that it's because I've seen what's happening here in the UK. You know when Macron gets deposed, mm-hmm. who wants to take a ten dollar bet that it'll be some Indian or Pakistani that takes over? I'm listen. I feel like I'm watching one of the Grand National races where the jockey <laughs> fell off at the very beginning. Oh, but I'm just telling you, and, and and the seven horses. Every time it been, won't happen. We'll be hey, net, that's, that's, a, in, that's in a that's Israel. a violation. That's a violation of the Hissa Act, Jay. They cannot have the, the jockey know. falling off. I just off. want to know what his name is. What is the guy's name? The, the What's first his name is like Vivian, Vivian, V-I-V-A-N. Yeah, Vivian Ramaswamy. Local guy, then. What, where's he, Stacy from? Vivian Ramaswamy. Oh, my I God. I think New York. He's, uh, he's an East and West Coast investor. He's been a, His family's been in the United States for quite a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I, again, the, I think... My point literally is that uh, whoever is leading... Nguyen and Shwari. Shwanda. Ravain Nguyen No, I don't know. No. No. You need, need to be a listener for a moment here, Andrew. I Literally, I think, literally, I think though, the, the, the real point here is, is that typically in our process, the people that are leading at this point in the process are not going to be at the finish line. But they do set the stage in the presidential debate for what, unless they're the current president, they they will set the stage for what the debate context is going to be. Mm. And so we can you can you can either lament the fact that Ron DeSantis is going up or down, but at this point he's just helping to frame the debate. Um, this guy is helping to frame the debate in a much more conservative. All, I would say uh, leaning towards a libertarian type perspective in a lot of the things that that he has very clear and articulate views on. And and uh, and the, then the other person that is out there is Donald Trump, who was a president. So he's going to have he, he has a different kind of staying power in the process. And mm-hmm. I, I think us having the debate framed by. By this guy, Mike Pompeo, Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump um, for the GOP is super healthy, super healthy for us. The, listen, primaries are not tomorrow. They're not. The primaries are a year away. So mm-hmm. let's listen to these guys carefully, and we get a chance to catch them if they screw up and, and, and can't say the same thing twice. Well, then we'll know. We'll instantly know. We're so, not, I don't know that we're going to know that they're a globalist or not because nobody's going to admit to that in today's world in a Republican primary. Jay, I think that that's the key question, actually. Hmm? I, I, think, gonna, I mean, they're going to deny it. Well, you, I, well I don't, I, I, I've seen some very good information lately that I think could be very important for the whole world, questions that need to be asked. And I, I saw them and I thought, hmm. I like these because it makes so much sense to me that we should be asking some very specific questions to candidates for all leaderships in all countries, because those are the questions that the media won't ask. So uh, I have personal experience here, and I would not have understood what Jay said if it had not been for our campaign 
for governor of Nebraska last year. And I had a meeting Friday in the Capitol, and it's still common that other senators and people that were paying attention express how much Teresa Thibodeau changed the discussion that was taking place in the final two months of the campaign in the primary for the governor of Nebraska. And it's because we consistently talked about what was important to to the second house. Quite frankly, I never heard anybody talking about the second house until Teresa Thibodeau started talking about it in her campaign. And we adopted that in the second house of Nebraska because we have a unicameral. We only have one Senate. We don't have a house and a Senate. The second house is the people. And the people have been too quiet. And all, I had somebody say that yesterday. And it's like, wow. We did well, shape the discussion. Okay. You, well, so wait a minute then. So I'm going to ask you a few I'm going to ask you very seven well, there's eight actually items that I'd. First of all, you should ask any candidate: Do they have a view on digital identities? Okay. Do they have a view on global health passports? Because these are being adopted by every government worldwide. Do they have a view on fifteen-minute cities? Uh, no, I, I just no, I don't. No, no, I just have one. Que- I just have one question for the candidate. I only have one, and that, that one question is. How are you, as an elected official, going to empower me? Mm, but they my can lie. Question. They can lie question. to you that answer. Well, they, they lie on, on any question. And no, it's like Jay said, if can... they're lying, you're going to be able to tell. But that's my only question. If you're not but about it, empowering it, the people, you're not electable. I, I, that's just far too vague. I think if you said to somebody, do you agree with Agenda 30 or disagree? I think you need to get to the bottom of the important issues that the whole world is. Because if you don't, what you do locally won't have a jot to do with what happens. I worldwide. completely disagree. Well, it won't. Not if they adopt it because you are the only one that stood they're, against they're, it. They, they, they can do whatever they want in India. If, it, it does, if I don't let it happen in Sherman County, the folks of Sherman County don't let it happen. It's not happening. You can listen we're we're at the point we're we're at the again i just say this again and i i do think it's like really essential this time that people start paying attention early what the the people that tend to go to a caucus meeting or in a pre-meeting and go meet the candidates etc when you do have a chance to actually meet these presidential candidates usually in fairly small circles they tend to like skip it until it makes the news right until the election is the only thing that we talk about. This is the time to go do that. Andrew is right. If you want to talk to somebody, if you want to actually meet a future president, this is the time in the process where you Absolutely. can typically do that. And and it's not that hard. Usually you can spend uh, 50 bucks on a ticket to go to some event and maybe even go for free. So a lot of them will end up being free and, and just really speak to them, talk to them, try to figure it out. I think most most of most people who are politicians are really good at the first impression scenario. Most of them mm. really are. But well, again, that's why they're politicians. That's why they're politicians. That's why they're politicians. It's a skill set. Listen, you know, I mean, yeah. they are. Hang on, sorry, uh, my phones were going crazy. The, uh, the the reality the reality of the matter is, though, um, what I'm more interested in is framing the entire party's debate at this point. And I uh, last time we were we were lucky I agree with you. 
I now agree with you because we, we were we were we, we were lucky. We were lucky in the in the Republican primary that we were able to keep people like Rand Paul, who was not going to win, and he knew he wasn't going to win um, the nomination. But he stayed in the race as long as he wasn't actually being detrimental, so he could keep bringing the party back to his line of question, his line of questioning. Yeah, that's because good. you're that's right. The media is the media is not going to frame this for us. The, the media is going to evaluate Republican candidates by Democrat questions, Democrat party platform questions. They're basically asking them, do you endorse this Democrat policy and this and that and the other? Well, that's actually the wrong question. The correct question is, what do you, what do you want to do for the country? And Rand Paul was great at actually doing that. Ted Cruz could do it. He doesn't come off very well. I get it. You know, uh, he's one of those guys that comes off as being like, oh, yeah. You currently have two parties, don't you? You have two parties. You have a, uh, the Republicans have a, uh, a, I'm going to say it, a warmongering conservative party that uh, believe in giving as much money as Ukraine wants uh, to fight a war that's going to be an endless war like Vietnam and kill millions of people. And you've got the, what I would call the, the peacekeeping Republican party that looks at the positives of America and wants to promote America first uh, throughout America. And I've got a clock. We're all out. Second half. But also this. throughout the world. You got Every bit of this is reliant upon electricity. And uh, we have a reliable source. We continue to want to reject it. Coal. Lignite energy. 800 years of coal left. And I want to say thank you to the individuals who continue to bring that coal to the coal-fired power plant and get to my electricity, my outlets, my lights. Come on every day. Thank you. Lignite.com. Welcome back. Trent Lewis alongside J. Truett, Andrew Henderson. Uh, we can keep talking about Republican uh, politics if you want. But last night, I didn't get it from him himself. But I got it from somebody who had talked to him. I'm going to text him today myself and find out the Democrat primary might get interesting when an announcement comes out here pretty directly. Anybody yeah. know what I'm alluding to? Well, I mean, if if people don't think that um, the, that the Democrat Party is not having the same kind of uh, identity crisis and internal power struggles that have taken place before, you're just not paying attention. And um, yeah, we what we may what we may see pretty quickly are some people that have real real political muscle behind them um, that that just jump in and take a shot, see what happens, right? And, and one of them's named Bobby. <laughs> It'll just be interesting to see what happens when they start doing it. I always I'm I'm always kind of intrigued by the people that talk about running but never do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, until they until they officially throw their name in the hat, I kind of I kind of get just uh, I don't give them a pass. I pass them by. I'm, right. I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious for this to happen, actually, because I want to see a media that so revered every Kennedy and how they're going to treat him if he actually comes in with the stances he's been taking against the Democrat Party. Well, and, you know, again, so if you look. They have, they have had 
just TikTok was kind of a, uh, I think maybe one of the, this whole TikTok discussion uh, may end up being one of those interesting little twists, right, for the Democrat Party to try to get its hands around because they've been really effective at using TikTok. They use it as one of their primary um, communication tools. And and they hire people uh, all over the country to be TikTok talkers and to and to use their narrative. And yet TikTok embarrassed itself, some people say, on Capitol Hill the other day. Uh, I kind of have a different perspective about it. I don't really hold TikTok to any different standard than I do anybody else. I don't think they're any different than anybody else. Um, we're, I mean, but but we'll, we can talk about that in a different in a different bit. My point is, is that, so all these Democrat members started coming out saying, Hey, you know, maybe we should be regulating these entities and we should be doing this. And lo and behold, the, the progressive arm of the Democrat party, which doesn't really care about anything other than grabbing more power. So their leader, AOC, um, uh, came out and said, Whoa, stop beating up on these guys. Yeah. They're she's got people pounds from the Chinese People's Republican sorry, dollars from them directly into one of her funds. Sure. She didn't apologize for it either. And so, I mean, that part is what it is. And I think that's part, that's, that goes a little bit back to what I said before about what we need is people to actually help frame the debate. Joe Biden came within an inch of not being able to even complete the primary process uh, four years ago. Um, now or six years ago uh, when really it started and it was because he had a horrible time trying to frame the debate and people were framing the debate and he wasn't in the picture and he kind of got lucky and was able to step back inside the lines at the last minute and he became the the like the survivor on the island kind of thing right he was just the last man standing do you think he'll run again uh, sure. Yeah. Oh my God. So, I, I mean, until he, he says no, he's going to run, and he he you have to beat him first in the Democrat primary. But uh, again, uh, we uh, people should encourage people should encourage this process to take to take place and uh, to actively I, I, participate I in the you process. Wanna... I don't disagree that you want to frame the narrative and, and, and ask the questions. Where I, I strongly disagree with, certainly, Brent, is that the biggest questions have to be. Andrew's having some technical difficulties. Yeah, that's TikTok banning Andrew right now. <laughs> Apparently, he hasn't got his deposit from China in yet. And, yeah. And so yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's you we you you blacked out on us for a little while, so we assumed you ran out of Chinese money to find yeah. your <laughs> um, I, I just listened to a very interesting uh, conversation on that, where they are suspecting that there will be a media blackout fairly soon, as a lot of what's being revealed gets revealed even more. Especially, I don't know whether you both know what got revealed about Pfizer yesterday about how much it's damaging fertility in women. And it's, it, it was they knew it well before we even had the jabs. Now, that's Dr. John Campbell has released all that. Yep. They cut him off again. Yeah. 
Here's a, here's a little factoid that's interesting. You know what country on planet Earth cannot actually turn off its internet to the citizens? No. The United States. What do you mean it cannot turn it off? You you, you can't actually turn turn off the internet in the United States because of the number of redundancies that we have, the number of the number of flow arounds. You literally would have to shut the entire system. You can't just shut off like portions of it. You have to shut the entire thing down. And now that um, a big portion of us use these devices, right, to yeah. to um, to access the internet, it gets even more difficult. You have to shut down the good with the bad. Well, yeah, they can shut down the internet. I don't think they can. Am I back on? Oh, oh yeah. If there's yeah, you're here, Andrew. If there's no electricity, there's no internet. Yeah. Well, eventually there isn't, um, but I can uh, I can keep this running until you run me out of electricity and fuel. You know, I had an interview two weeks ago that had to be cut one segment short on roll route because he's in Cape Town, South Africa, Dr. Tim Noakes. And, and his power went out. He literally, his battery died. He went as long as he could and his battery died because they have either eight or ten hours a day of no electricity. Yeah. Well, that... That would be pretty drastic if they had to cut off your electricity to get rid of your internet. Um, well, I, I don't think the electricity is going to be cut off to get rid of the internet, but the internet is dark if there's no electricity. Well, here's the thing. You you both know when you make the statement about whether it's down, that it's, a, that it's true and it's also false because it's been proved to be false now, and I'll tell you why. Because... Oh, it's like a cliffhanger he's, commercial. He's like wind energy. He's intermittent. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and that's that, why you can't rely this, on wind energy. No, this is exactly why we can't use green energy. Yeah. A cloud just went in front of his solar panel, and so now, <laughs> and the wind stopped blowing, and so he hey, just goes dark on it. Jay, it, 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 this is obvious. Everybody knows this, but it's time to put it into context. China is selling us the components to expand wind and solar left and right. I mean, Murray right. County, I learned this week, a fantastic Murray County Cattlemen's meeting. There's going to be a 2,600-acre solar panel development contiguous, 2,600 acres contiguous. We're putting solar panels everywhere where we should be producing food. we got wind turbines everywhere. All of those components come from China. China is selling us the components to build solar and wind. We're demonizing coal. They're building a coal plant every month. Every month. They're selling us something to de destroy our energy production while they use coal to fuel theirs. Who's yeah. not waking up and turn the lights on and see what's going on? Yeah, literally. I mean, literally, it is a turn the lights on and think about what actually just happened. Yeah, I think Andrew's back. Yeah, sorry, Andrew. We were well, making fun of he's you. He's still uh, locked up. He's still, yeah, no. he's still a solar panel. For so we can see him now, though, right? Yeah, but he's not moving. It's just so we still... can talk about him. It's um, <laughs> not behind his back now. <laughs> he'll watch. He'll end up watching the video later or listening to the show, and he'll go, "Hey, they were talking about me the entire time." Yeah, I. I mean, I. I do agree with the, the with the basic elementary point that Andrew was making earlier about you know uh, driving driving the 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 discussion. It, listen, this is what people I think really don't fully appreciate, and I've said this before. Uh, as a lot, as a lobbyist, 
focused, right? I will say this, that constituents always have more power than a lobbyist at the end of the day, because the very first thing a politician has to do to even be in power is get reelected. And no amount of money and no amount of ads running on the air can can overcome that if people actually truly engage in the process. And I can tell you from past experience that that I've gone into hundreds of congressional offices, Senate and House members alike, governors, um, people um, at the state level as well. And if if people do what Andrew proposes, which is that they go and they really directly have a discussion with their members about the issues that are truly the most important things to them. I'm not going to try to plant that in people's head, but I'm going to tell you that you need to figure out what really is the most important thing. And you can actually control what the debate sounds like later, despite what all the pollsters and everything else, because politicians by their very nature, the moment people actually step into that arena, they realize that I have to actually get votes or I'm in a, I'm, I'm wasting my time. And the only way to get votes is to address the, the absolute most important questions. And that's what's, I mean, that's, that is what's happening. That's what AOC was doing the other day, by the way. Her folks want TikTok at any cost. They're willing to let the Chinese spy on us. That's not the most important thing to them. To, to them, the most important thing is to make sure that Donald Trump is never the president again. And that for sure we don't go with somebody else that would be anywhere close to him in the process. I, I so, learned two years ago, Jay, that AOC was the largest money get, uh, gatherer in terms mm -hmm. of funding for campaigns of anybody in the House or Senate. I, I can't get my mind around that. But we'll get my mind around it for the last segment roll out after this. Maintaining a free and fed America depends upon you being a dutiful citizen. But protect the harvest is every day. Posting information, making sure that you know exactly what the challenges are. Standing up for property rights is not only the land itself. We tend to lose sight of what property is. Our own thoughts are our property. But also, the traveling of animals is getting to be tougher, even on a domestic case. You know how tough it is to get a health paper to have an animal legally cross the state line today? Well, it's going to get more tough because animal owners in six states need to take heed there is currently legislation being considered on making it tougher for animals to travel. You need to empower yourself, get the details, and know how to stand up to maintain a free and fed America. Do that at protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose. Andrew Henderson having issues. We don't know what's going on with him. He's been blacked out. Jay Truett, no issues. Uh, a changing tenor. I don't know the details. I just got a report today. I'm going to find out the details uh, throughout the course of the day, Jay. But something that I actually worked on a little bit to help get over the in, in line, which was the Holstone Foods pork plant in Sioux Falls, a $500 million yeah. project owned by 200 farmers, mm -hmm. uh, headed up by Pipestone Systems. They, The mayor of Sioux Falls... Uh, spoke yesterday in a press conference or 
told the paper anyway, that uh, he thinks the project is on hold and it's unknown about its future. Huh. We cannot, we cannot continue to have food production facilities uh, crippling and not being built. So yeah. there, there, obviously there's a lot that could be happening, but another dent in the food system. You know, I mean, we're, so listen, if we step, if we step back away from this a little bit and we kind of, even if you ignore some of the noise that we've, that we've dealt with, some of it accurate, some of it inaccurate over the last year or so regarding the food, or a couple of years now, three years with the food system, we, we find ourselves at this crossroads and the crossroads is, is that, um, we're at one of these generational technology innovation kind of components that really it could potentially change the way we produce food in lots of ways. But more importantly, it could save us a lot of time and energy, even in the process of doing that. And mm-hmm. you look at what goes on in a modern port facility, um, both on the production side, but just as just as equally inside a, a, a port plant today versus what it looked like. 20 years ago and it's unrecognizable absolutely um the way that the way that we're able to actually take that take that animal and turn it into a finished product is amazing and remarkable and it's to be lauded and we do a lot of great things etc etc um and the if we do nothing else in the in the process right now, we're kind of at the point where we need we need that innovation to occur in several different segments inside the facility. We need to we need to figure out a way that farmers really can control a process further into the retail chain uh, and take ownership further into the retail chain, be rewarded or penalized further into the retail chain so that they're they're much further into the process, maybe even own the retail chain at some point. And I think, and I do think that's the next generation of this is when a group of farmers decides that they're going to take on a Whole Foods or a Wegmans or, or, uh, uh, HEB directly themselves. And they're going to, they're going to band together and produce the product and sell the product. And, well, and they'll be, you'll be able to meet the guy that grew the lettuce at some point. There's something big going to happen in this pork business because it's upside down right now. And I yeah. seem to be the only one hollering about it. But you do the math on what the pigs are, are worth live and what they cost, what pork products products cost in the retail, it it's upside down. There's well, some game being played. I believe it's to push the, the guys like me out. And control I'm just, food. food it, yeah, it is control oh. of food. So but listen it, to this. Two hours ago, we're going to run out of food if they said, you all have to eat less meat, they said. And then they forced they forced permission for a colossal solar panel farm on fifty three hectares of prime grazing land, determined as an area of outstanding natural beauty. The lo- well, he didn't get it all out, but what he said was absolutely spot on. I yeah. I'm telling you, in my travels in the last three months, it is mind boggling what is happening. They reported that there would be between two and three million acres of farmland that would that now host panels. I I believe it's way beyond that. You got yeah. twenty six hundred in one area in one county of Minnesota. It's beyond two to three million. 
So I think, yeah, I think one of the interesting things is at the same time that we're having a, that, that the administration has this conversation with 30 by 30 and they talk about heritage sites and the transitions, et cetera, et cetera. Then you turn right around and, and the reality is, is that the United States is really the only country in the world, in the world, in the major producing world that is not, um, uh, well, no. The United States and Europe are the only regions of the world that are not expanding their growing base for those for those basic commodity acres. So and, I have to ask you, when you say Europe, Jay, are, is the UK in Europe or not? Because Andrew wants to be out of it half the time. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah no, generic. I'm, I'm I'm including them on the map. I know they're not part <laughs> of the they're not part of the club anymore. Well. But, he, he must it, he must still be mute, or he would have piped up on that one. Yeah, no, he would have he would have yelled at me about that. No, I'm including them in the map. The I'm, Western I mean, world is not expanding, and the rest of the world is still expanding their acreage, and in dramatic fashion. Look at what's happened over the last twenty years in China, India, Brazil, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you will see these massive increases in production acres on basic commodities yeah and in andrew the past, I, heard, I heard you say yeah. something andrew no this no, not there this is not his day for roll route i guess he was great yeah. in the first half and then halftime he kind of petered out yeah I, again i'm pretty sure it's tiktok it's kind of <laughs> but, i here i do want to i do want to actually talk about tiktok a little bit more before we get done because i found that hearing to be like humorous honestly the same if you would have asked the same if you would have asked the same questions with just a slightly different context to any social media company or any representative of Amazon Web Services or Google's Web Services division or Microsoft's Web Service division, they would have been forced to answer the questions in exactly the same way that the TikTok exec did. And yet somehow or another, we singled him out and and we act like there's not a Chinese influence in the rest of the tech world. If we learned anything else from SVB, it was that that there's foreign foreign funds are funding almost all this technology development. And you we're talking about solar panels. You can talk about almost any of the technology that's taking place inside this whole arena. And 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 everyone just kind of ignores it. They just kind of blow by it. Oh, yeah, but Amazon's a U.S. company. Yeah, Amazon also is trying to figure out how to compete with a company called BABA in China. And BABA is kicking their butt. And so you don't think that they would cut it. Alibaba, you mean? Alibaba. Yeah. Well, yeah, The I, I go by their stock symbol. And and so it if you if you want to watch something that's interesting watch how watch how us people invest and and divest on a regular basis based on the the performances of those two countries yeah and are you with us, are those Andrew? two companies that are worldwide yeah, companies I've been, I've been listening i've been listening for quite a while and i i'm you know i'm not in agreement with a lot of what's being said but everybody's free free to say what they think i i, I really do think that at the moment we are in a terrible, terrible position worldwide, and well, I don't think anybody said anything contrary to that. Because mm. I certainly agree with that sentiment. We are in a horrible position worldwide, but we are letting it happen. Yeah, yeah and we're letting. You see, the bit about the government, what I was that I was explaining to you was all the local 
councils, local char- uh, local um, school boards in your in the area of Telford, they all voted against this huge big um, solar farm, and the government have implemented it anyway. And that sort of backs up what you just said about uh, what happened in Iowa yesterday when you talked about uh, how they managed to circumvent local uh, uh, local resistance to that particular thing. They're circumventing local decisions now, and that's where I, I, you know, I can't see how we can stop it. Once you've put that, you've taken all that land out of action, and you've got some local guy that's that's elected in four years' time. It's too late, far too late. The damage is already done. Well, what you what you just said there wasn't totally accurate because uh, there are as many people local. It's it's not a unanimous decision at the local level, whether it be the CO2 pipeline. You find people that are in favor of it. You find people are in favor of wind. You find people in favor of solar. But the local process, I saw it working yesterday in Hancock County. The state legislation. Yeah, but well, China and, and India have total control of all the components. And you start talking about getting control at the, at the local level. Um, you're going to have to put some wagons in a circle because they're going to be there batting your door down. They've got complete yeah. control. Oh, I have more information on that, but I'm not, I'm not, I can't back it up yet. But we will do that in the next day or two. Minute and a half. Andrew, was there anything else that you missed out on? No, I still think the good guys are going to win, though. It's just... Uh, it's it's people have to w- really work out in their heads who the good guys are, and uh, and and understand who they are because they certainly do not reside in the rhino the of the Republican Party. That's for sure. There's no good guys in that bit. <laughs> well, the problem is they don't wear a label. They don't wear a well, trunk, a, a rhino I mean, it's, trunk. It's, 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 so you know who the, they are. The obvious people, the Mitt Romneys, the Cheneys, the Adam Kissingers, there's fairly obvious ones there, the Mitch McConnells, they're all absolute traitors to democracy. Well, still the moral of the story is that what you can control is what you need to get active in, and you can strengthen your community. You can develop your food supply. You can do all of those you, things that we talk about on a regular basis, and that is what you need to be doing right now. Well, the Dutch are doing it, to be fair. Yeah. Jay, okay. final words. No, I think I, I do. I actually think uh, that this is the time for people to actually have those direct conversations more so than ever before. If you live in Iowa and you haven't already been to one of these pre-meetings, you make time to get it on your schedule or else. I, I honestly, I don't want to hear from you if you don't, if you can't take out an evening and not watch uh, reruns of Golden Girls instead, uh, you know, take some time out and go to... Uh, yeah, that's good. Go, go and, and influence the nation's history. And that will be the final word of the day. We've successfully journeyed down the road, connecting food producers to food consumers. For Andrew Henderson, Trent Luce, and Jay Truitt, all three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a roll-up. Now let's talk about the nutrient-dense food item. Six ounces of beef will give you more of the essential nutrients than any other six ounces of food on the planet. Beef is nutrient-dense. And when you get it from certified Piedmontese, it's tender. 
Piedmontese breed possesses two copies of the myostatin gene. That myostatin gene typically regulates muscle growth. In this case, those myostatin genes are mutant. They don't regulate muscle growth. Unregulated muscle growth means that the beef tender fibers are easy to chew, meaning you'll want more time and time again. The protein plethora can be found at certifiedpiedmontese.com.